two man game, TMG, uh, get the news fast, AMG, uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this, yeah we're cutting to the truth, no there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year, for my team, TMG. Oh, 
Yeah, 50 plus. What? Well, Messi is that from what record is that? Is that is it the league uh, goals in? I think it's goals in the season. Is that a legal record? World, um, I think it's a legal record. I think it's a. It might be actually. Yeah, I think he'll get. If he doesn't get over 30, this range stays for that. Like I said that before, that'll be disappointing. He's going to get 30 maximum, because definitely, because he's never going to the World Cup. I think he should get like, <clears throat> I think he get 38. Let me write it down. Good goal again. I think he get 38. Goal again. He has to aggress to the mean. I'm sorry. He's going to aggress to the mean and a goal again. I just think City create too many chances. The only way he won't excel past that point is because rotation... And injuries. That's the only way. You never know. Injuries. And injuries is probably the biggest thing because Haaland does miss a lot of games. If you look back at his um his stats for Dortmund, he he did miss a lot of games. But when he does play, he normally does score. And the types of goals that Haaland does score is not like I don't he doesn't I don't anticipate him having a drop because he doesn't score goals which are he doesn't score complicated goals. Oh simple goals. Yeah, there's a lot of simple tappings. Uh, and he scored his first header today, actually. Um, he scored a lot of tap-ins. He gets in the box. His game is predica- predicated on movement and desire. And unless his desire starts to win, that's the only way he's going to start missing, you know, having those chances. So there's, I expect, like I said, regressing to me, I expect the defenders to adapt him. And when they start <coughs> stuffing up those chances, that's when potential for drought could come. But, I mean, he's, just, he's, he's got the desire, he's got the speed and the power to match... Obviously, there's one thing having the Zaire, like I'll be clever with moving guys like, you know, an older Shearer, a Raul, um, a Fowler, those guys. They they had they smart movement when this story, you know, desire. But those guys didn't don't have the didn't have the pace and the power to match. This guy has the smarts and the movement and the desire and he's quick as hell, strong as hell. So even if he's I don't know, in the wrong position, he can still make up for it. And like I said, like I said if you have the desire in the right position, you're only gonna extend the gap. Guys won't catch up to you, the gap will be increasing. So mm-hmm. You know, he's always going to get opportunities, uh, ideally, theoretically speaking. But like I said, I, I do reckon, I do expect Premier League defenders to adapt to him somewhat. Whether or not, obviously, he's more than a goal a game. That means he's only going to score one goal a game, which at this point would seem, um, quote, quote, disappoint, which it sounds ridiculous and ludicrous to say. But we'll see. King Kevin, man. And he's got Kevin there. Oh, yeah, that's something. If Kevin goes down, then... Yeah, that's it. It will lose a bit of supply, but I think... See, I have more than enough. They have, they they have more than enough. They have guys to stick balls into him, but what Kevin does is exceptional across one of the best crosses of the ball in the world. But you know City play much more fluid football without him. It's true. Yeah, it's true. They basically centurion. People forget, the point wasn't very local in that centurion season. It was, it was a Bernardo Silva thing. The, the Bernardo show. And, you know, like City can play so many different ways when they change it. Like, they're so interchangeable. Yeah. Um, that's where Arsenal's trying to get to, and you're starting to see Arsenal kind of pick up some of the pep traits, and they're starting to play the kind of football. So, you know, when you can play that interchangeable kind of pep way, way, it um, there's like there's loads of variables that can go in, and you can still perform to that level. Like they can chop and change players all the time. Like sometimes you don't even know what guys Pep's gonna play. They even did this without Rodri, and they they look good, man. For Man United, on the other hand, um. What do you think about their performance? <laughs> they regressed to their mean. Mm-hmm. They had a good four-game run. Obviously, they beat Arsenal. They're not playing their best, but they got a result. But you know, they, but they they know how to play Arsenal. Very it's easy. True. And then are they they just capitulated, <coughs> literally capitulated. Man, Man City just took them to task. 
in the open gaps. As much as Ericsson has been playing well, uh, I'm a big admirer of Ericsson and he's had the crazies been recently and he got, uh, not found out, but he got exposed today. Um, for the defensively speaking, at least, because two of the go- at least two of the goals were to do with him. Uh, not checking back on Haaland. Um, I can't remember the other, but there's another one. Mr. Foden. Foden, yeah. I mean, and... I mean, they they they've done more last week game, so this won't be hopefully for in in their for their side of things won't dent confidence too much. But they'll just off it. They'll just, they'll just, at the end of the day, they want to match the city like quality wise. I think goal for class. midfield wise, McTominay goes hiding as usual, and people give him a lot of plaudits. But in any game where they overload that area, man, that guy is a ghosty man. He's like he's not even there. Like I didn't even know he was playing. Uh, he's a ghostly guy. Like I don't even understand the respect he gets. Maybe against Arsenal because he can body up Dons, like Odegaard, and yeah, they respect him. He but puts himself about. In those games where he has to actually get a foot on the ball and actually kind of dictate the game, just not the kind of guy. And um, I think what Man United are, Man United in this stage of transition, they're trying to get the players they they need. I'm really really worried about their wingers though. Sancho and Anthony, they're too slow. I think they're too slow. I don't know. I don't know how that really works in the prem. Yeah, like I don't see them as one on one. Like they don't one on one kind of demons kind of players. They're good intricate players. So I'm really just trying to figure out what Ten Hag wants. Is he just gonna have one outlet of pace up top with a kind of Rashford, or is it is it gonna be possession they, pace? I mean, Anthony scored a cracking goal. He did. I mean, the guy's got good technique. I mean, Anthony's his, his left foot is, is solid. Sancho's right foot is not as solid like, in terms of striking the ball. But those guys, like I said, even if they're not quick, you've got to be a willing runner. Obviously, the best example to some of them not quick, willing runner. Sterling, he's quick, but you have to be a willing runner. You have to be willing to run in behind. You can't just always want to defeat because you're going to become unpredictable. Guys, they're going to double up on you. They're going to force you back. You've got to be a willing runner. One thing us do have, Saka and, and Martinelli, they're willing runners. They come to feet, they come in behind. The best wingers... Unless you're like, even Messi at his best, could willing to run in behind. Neymar is at his best, willing to run in behind. And that, that's them guys at a different level technically than Anthony and, and Sancho. You've got to have dimension to your game. You've got to be a willing runner. You've got to stretch the pitch. If you don't stretch the pitch, then it's going to make your margin for error a lot less. So, yeah. I mean, that's the issue for them. I mean, Rashford wasn't on it, uh, was it was off it. Varane, big question mark over Rafael Varane. People, so, him and Martinez. Um, kind of shoddy. Uh, just shoddy, isn't it? It's just shoddy. Work. I guess, you know, Man City is the top, top echelon of team you're going to face. Yeah. And that's the marker that you need to put yourself against. And when you see Man City, you know, you know how far away you are. And yeah. that's where Man United is. Man United are this far away. They're so far away. They're, their 6-3 scoreline is flat. I mean, they're far, far away from where they need to be. And hopefully Ten Hag kind of sees like, okay, this is what Man City's on and this is the adaption they need to do. Yeah. And then over time they will reach that. But, you know, yeah. they've had a good four games. You know, there's a thick and f- games are coming thick and fast. I'm sure they will adapt to what's happening and, you know. Maybe they'll be fine. I, I actually think Man United are in a better position than the next team we're going to talk about, uh, Liverpool. I actually prefer their prospects over Liverpool. To be yeah, but yeah, that's true. But good question marks around. He's not since he's come, he's been disappointing. But yeah, mm. Liverpool, your thoughts? Hey, bro, they they just hit the lifespan of a team, man. Team lifespan is never as long as you think. It's true. If you don't refresh, you don't bring in new impetus. You don't bring in new players. But yeah, so you die with Henderson, those type of guys. 
um, Salah. Um, they tried to refresh it there with like the likes of Diaz replacing Mane essentially and Jota and Nunes. But more importantly, it's just their style of play. They doesn't really have another wrinkle to their game. They try to do that, I guess, with Targa, but they're still playing a high-intensity rock and roll football. And it's been well-documented, especially now that um, Liverpool are struggling. With Dortmund, after like eight or so seasons, they were burnt out. Those players were burnt out and then they started to... They, they had one season when they finished at mid-table then or something like that and he was gone. If you can't... Like I said, in the end, possession football rules in the end. If you're going to play a possession game, get a base game, obviously to press... But you know, even when you have the ball, you mm. you can relax, you can breathe. You're not gonna drain your legs. You're gonna you're gonna be that's why Man City's teams they eventually well not essentially they essentially do last longer. These Man City teams mm. of the Pep they essentially do last longer. They may um what's it called? They may die in a different way. Um, maybe Pep maybe be too intense like mentally and in training. But in terms of the physically, it uh, do too much. Yeah, it, with Pep though, it doesn't seem like there is a burnout yet. Uh, which is surprising because of the character that Pep seems to be. But I feel like with Pep, he kind of knows that there's different styles and different horses for courses. And I kind of attached himself to certain players. And now also with Pep, there is this aura, you know. You know that Man United had that aura with Salix where you go there, you already feel like you've lost. Yeah. And teams haven't kind of taken the invincibility away from them. Like teams go to Man City already expecting to lose. Whereas with Liverpool now, teams have like punctured that armor where it's like, oh, I can go to Liverpool and I'm gonna go toe to toe with them. And a lot of the game is mental when it comes to that. Where it's like, when you go to a place, it's like, no, nah, I don't care about going to Anfield. Oh, I just see the red shirt of Liverpool. I'm going there. We're, we're battling one for one. Guys are calling them. Guys are saying this in the media. Players hear this and they look. They're going at these players. Additionally, when you're talking about the style of play, I think Klopp tried to change the style of play by buying by buying Darwin. Yeah, and I just don't think it's worked at the moment. I, that was the kind of player you have to adapt to, and they're not really adapting to it. And I, I think he just need he needs time and he needs goals. You know? Yeah, goals. He was always in it. It's kind of like kind of like that kind of like medicine. If he gets those goals in, if he starts like banging them in on a consistent level, then you'd even forget about all these problems. As for Liverpool now, but they concede a lot of goals, man. Yeah. I mean, we see it Liverpool. I mean, my guy George, hopefully getting on pub very soon. He was looking upset still. He's looking very it's upset. It's tough, man. It's tough. Because of where Liverpool were and where they are now, it's just, it's tough. Yeah, they used to have the aura, but they, like I said, they realise, you know, I would say this, as much as I read Trent, defensively was a liability. It has improved that teams have really, they changed to another level the way they really hunted him down. And if you have a weak link that can be exposed so readily and so consistently, it's alarming. It's alarming. And even these days, he's not really getting assists, not really you know, influencing the play that much. He's just getting exposed. So much and he's not going to. And at this rate, I, I'll be shocked if he gets in the England team and he probably shouldn't. Well, not probably shouldn't get in the England team in this form. Um, Reese James is looking at is the better player. Kyle Walker's the obviously the better player. Trippier, you could, you know, if you think about Trippier's looking playing better, I guess. So, yeah. Um, um, I'll yeah. take Trippier right now. Trippier, at least Trippier. No one's ISO in Trippier like that, though. It's like Trent. Do you know what? Also, I don't mean Trent. Trent is not as bad as you think he is defensively. He's bad, but guess what happens when you start showing chinks in your armor? People start highlighting your mistakes more and more and more, and therefore it's even getting worse. And now players are gonna capitalize on it more and more. There's a lot of players that are just as bad as Trent defensively. But they're not gonna ISO him. I mean, he got he got even when he was 
doing his thing, like at the top of his game, it's all highlighted. But then, when he was doing his thing at the top of the game, you know he could potentially go in the other way. Yeah, but his, his defensive threat still got highlighted. It's got highlighted even more because he's getting exposed a lot more. And quite a few people have said that. I know Frank LeBoeuf said it. LeBeuf, LeBeuf said it. Not LeBeuf. Um, he said that, yeah, offensively amazing. Defensively, he's a championship level defender. He's not a good defender. Like, it's not. He doesn't have desire. He doesn't have the one. He doesn't have the will. He's a championship level defender, but people consider you world class. He doesn't have the will, man. It's a will. That's a mental. Something that you always talk about. You know, sometimes some players don't have that. And that but it's pride. Like, me, I'm not, a def- I'm not a defensive player. I'm more offensive than defensive. But when people go past me, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You don't have the pride. And also, previously, when guys used to go past him, they were meeting Van Dyke, they were meeting Matic, they were meeting Joe Gomez. A prime, like players like that. So it didn't really matter. Like for some, like I'll take it back to the cage or when you're playing, whatever. When someone duppies you, you're getting buoyed. Him, he gets duppied. He's like, oh, whatever, man. They're going to do it. He's on his backside. Like, there's social media error. He should be, I know he's feeling this. The clips are getting spun. He's getting spun, bro. The, what, Mitamina? Mitama just isoled him, bro. He just cooked him on that side. Hey, man, back now, guys. It's what is fun. Full for him. Shout hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he gets that desire, he gets that will, he gets that want. But it's not easy, man. It's, it's one thing to train and do something, but another thing to have it in your heart. That the the, the dog, the desire, the, the yeah, want. It's true. It's true. Like, they've been trying to get it out of Marshall for years, still hasn't got it, man. It's true. But yeah, Arsenal, 3 1. Convincing. Spurs. Convincing win, man. I think quality side. Played the best football this season out of any team. More better than Man City? Uh, they played the most consistent football out of any team. So I'll take that over Man City. I think Man City have got a higher gear than them. Uh, just keep it up, man. That's all Man Arsenal can do. Just keep up. Keep up the good play. Um, keep up the good level. He's starting to see what Arteta's vision is. I wasn't a big fan of him. I think like he could have been sacked on multiple occasions as part of Arsenal. But hey, man, give him a chance. He's starting to come through. You can't even question him. Like I said, I told you, I, even though Mertesacker was doing bad, he probably did deserve to get. Um, or if he got sacked, it wouldn't have been unjust. I said, unless you bring have someone else that's gonna be a capable manager, they don't bring it, don't change it. And it's starting, to, it's showing at these early days, it's hard to, to turn a corner. Um, like I said, if a top quality manager wasn't available that you could trust, then I would, I wouldn't have made that change. But with um. Arsenal, they played well. They, they started a house like a house on fire. They understood their assignment. They understood that they need to get at Spurs, and they did. And like the party scored a great goal, and um, probably like if Moira can recall his first goal outside the box because usually just shoots off into the row Z or row whatever. With a measured, controlled finish, um, he was missed against United. You can see the difference he makes. On the other hand, I'm more as convinced as you were because in that first half, Spurs. Could have exposed Arsenal a whole lot more, and eventually they got the the penalty. I um, drew it back one one. That's Jesus. Hmm. That's because of Jesus. Well, because of Jesus. He tackled with Jesus. No, that wasn't Jesus. Get Gabriel that did that. Oh, was Ga- uh, Ga- well. Gabriel, that was he was being a coon right there, like. Yeah, but man, I said they they want to get rid of Gabriel. Like, he, I think Gabriel the the one to ISO if you want to. Right now, not and our starting eleven. Gabriel is the weakest link. He's, he has a mistake in him. Yeah, but that's there's some people that have a mistake. I think Saliba has mistakes in it because he's young. But Saliba is a better, more supreme defender than Gabriel. Gabriel is just hectic. Hey, like I said, but that the, happens with all front foot defenders. Like I, I said, like I said in the, in the chat, Gabriel is is enrolled in the squad of Sergio Ramos. Yeah. He's got a mistake in him, but get your goal. Mm-hmm. I never will forget about it. 
because he gets quite a few goals mm. and you know he's got he's got a decent left foot. Saliba, on the other hand, I think Saliba is right now from what I've seen so far. This season, Saliba's levels above him. Even Saliba's got a few goals in a couple of assists. Mm. Um, and Saliba, he, when he had his duels with Kane, he pocketed Kane. From what I saw, yeah, he did. He barged him. He was quicker, stronger. He pocketed Kane. But that Gabriel guy, you just know he has a mistake in him, which is concerning. And if he doesn't brush that up, he's gonna punish Arsenal. And then eventually, Arsenal, next season, I'm saying next season, Arsenal should look at replacing him. Well, I'd, maybe me Ben White inside. Maybe Ben White can tell me how to back out. But if if Arteta's adamant on getting a left-sided, left-footed def, um, defender, centre back, then look to replace him. I mean, it's what it is. Um, but it's good. To, but I, I I still think he's quite integral to the, the way Arsenal play because they can play the high line because Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know, he can't be slow. You know, number one can run because the high line is very integral. Like you said, to we play the pressing, you've got three guys willing to press: Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus. Jacker's pressing well. Even about touching uh, Jacker, Odegaard presses and parties there to sweep up that front six. They're coming into their own. And if Odegaard's not fit, Vieira's there. But I do have to say, Jacka, he's turning it around. I think Jacka's been good, man, in his more uh, offensive role. And it covers up for all his defensive like she liabilities. He's like been able to attack. He's got he's a very clean ball strike and he's a good pass of the ball. And if he can just focus on those aspects of the game, then he doesn't have to worry about defensive positioning, um, tackling, breaking up play. I don't. Maybe that's he's good internationally when he doesn't have to worry about that. And maybe that's one thing they highlighted for yeah. Arsenal. And as well, that's a great point there. I think he's better at facing the play than he's back to play on a half turn, not knowing who's coming from behind. When he can see the play, he has more time to adjust, more time to pick his decisions. Also, his left foot is a hammer. I reckon they played him deeper because obviously he's bigger, he's kind of strong, and he's got a good passing range. And his part, yeah, his left foot's sweet, so he can really he's got a good passing range. But even though he can't really do as much the spraying passes, six yard passes, but what he can do, push to the box, his left foot, he can still shoot, strike the mm. ball. And his intricate passes, reverse passes, you know, between the fullback and centre back, passes are good. And you know, he's doing really well. I'm going to have to put in my fantasy ticket because I know he's probably cheap. It's very cheap. Right, you put him in and you probably get a red card. You know, no, that guy. I mean, so far, it seems like his, his tackling has been better because he's not having to make those crazy challenges at the edge of the box. He's not, you know what? Shaka is the kind of guy he wants to be a tone setter. And sometimes when you're trying to be a tone setter, kind of player that, you know, put a challenge in, you put a challenge in, get the so boys get, up, get their boys up. He goes over the line, yeah. Which you know, he hasn't had to do for Arsenal because the tone of the team has been set by everyone. All eleven yeah, players just, are playing. That yeah, just sets the tone for me. Yeah, well, with the pressing, would you say pressing, um, making chances out nothing. Gabriel is he's been out player the season by a long by a long mm -hmm. while, and it should be if, the, if to do rewards now awards now player the season he's, he's right up there. And then you got Partey. Partey guys at Allen, but yeah, Gabriel has been amazing. I don't think he's. He's not gonna win it because Haaland is just no, he's not gonna win it now, but he'll be right up there. Like, and KDB has been brazy as well. Yeah, man, Hazel's is there, man. Hazel's is around, but obviously, the he's got five goals in what eight games. Not, it's not, this is a decent return. Mm -hmm. I told if he can get 20 goals, I'll be really impressed. If he gets 18, 70, that'll be, that'll be good. That's kind of Gabby 15, 15, bare minimum, he has to get 15. But obviously, compared to Haaland, Haaland's gonna so far his trajectory of goals is looking crazy. So, unless Gabby Hazel gets 30 goals, I don't think because people like his numbers game. People are gonna forget the pressing, the nice little touches and stuff. Like even for even for Arsenal were to win the league, people forget all that sort of stuff. They're gonna be like, oh, look at the score, the stat sheet. Oh, mm. Haaland got forty plus goals. Hey, man, if, I, if Arsenal were to win the league, I think it would be a great achievement. I, I, I at the moment don't know nah. how Arsenal can cope with injuries in multiple positions because that that would be my biggest concern. Yeah, and that would be one of the reasons why I don't believe they can win the title right now because I don't think they have the depth 
I think their first eleven is good. But what happens if Gabby J gets injured? What happens if now Partey's constantly, you know, normally gets injured? If they get two injuries in the midfield position, let's say Shaka, what happens then? Well, I was kind of get lightweight. Nelly, Lokonga. And you really want to get to Nelly and Lokonga? They're Nelly. good for two games, but when you have to play five... The only good replacement in midfield so far that I've seen is Vieira. Vieira. But do you want to play Vieira and Odegaard? That's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, winger-wise, what? Actually, if Shaka gets injured as well, Smith Rose, if Smith would have to prove he can play deeper, but Smith Rose sure. injured at the moment. There you go. Winger wise, I do still feel Smith Rose has a part to play. So Smith Rose, um, uh, uh, Martinelli, and Saka, and who's the other wingers that we have? Oh, what's his name? Reese Nelson's still an awesome. The Marquinhos guy, he looks all right, okay. Well, he looks okay in the Europa League. Um, up front and Ketia, Gabriel is a big drop off. And Ketia's okay, but he's not at that level. Right back wise, Tommy Ashley. The centre backs have got three good centre backs. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel. But you want to get back to you, as soon as he start playing holding. No, no, I'm saying if yeah. White's there in the middle. Let's say one Salibar or Gabriel got injured. You got White, White there. Tommy Asu. Left back is left got, back. Left back's probably our strongest position. Yeah, deepest. Zinchenko and Tierney. And Zinchenko's the obvious starter because of his intricacies. What, what I would say, what I would say to be fair, if we get if we got midfield the injury, I'd say put Zinchenko in the midfield and move. Um, Okay. Yeah, could could do that. Could work. Like I, if Jack will injure, I'll, I'll do that straight away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's looking all right. We'll see where they go. Um, hey, let's touch on boxing for five minutes before yeah. we close. Wait, we can always talk basketball another time. Let's yeah. Okay, let's talk about this this guy, this guy who I used to rate, but I'm starting to rate less and less for his own. Um, Mr. Tyson Fury, what is he on? What is he doing? Like he hasn't. It doesn't seem like he has a plan. It looked like he was clearly. On something last week, I don't know if he was. Allegedly, it looked like he took some white stuff before. It looked a bit weird when he was talking Monday deadline, Monday deadline. So, what do you think? Was he rubbing his nose? He was doing. He was just. It didn't look like he was there. Was he rubbing his nose though? I don't know if he was. I, don't know. I mean, apparently, according to Frank Warren and their side, apparently he's just been impatient with the fact that no fight's been made. And, he want, and that's why he's applying with this sort of severe amount of unrealistic pressure for AJ to sign a deal. Obviously, and he's making it publicly known so the public won't bring his back. But obviously, we don't know the intricacies of the mm. deal but, and whether or not the deal actually suits AJ to sign. Because AJ, even though he's in a bad spot and bad position, you can't just sign any deal. Like, so I'm sorry, you can't just sign a deal the way you're just take, where you're, there's nothing working in your favor. He's really taking 60 40, which he should. But if, like, the. Um, the broadcasters, the zone, BT, that's in your favour. All the other stuff, that's not in your favour. You can't just sign another deal. So to go on the tangent, but it's like apparently what's happening with um, Spence and Crawford, I heard recently from uh, Max on Boxing, Max Kellerman, and uh, Insider, I can't remember his name. The fa- apparently, Insider from ESPN was breaking that apparently the, what's his name? The the owner of PWC, not PWC, BBC, what's his face again? I forget his name. But he's apparently not uh, willing to reveal the total costs or the total revenue to Crawford. Just saying, the sign is still, you're going to get displayed, not really the, the number. The actual the, total. The actual total cost in the back end. And Crawford is, is just as important as Errol Spence. Even though Errol Spence is the A side financially, but Crawford is not like he's not like a D side. He still, mm. he still needs to see the total books to see if he's still getting a fair shake. And so, and and that Max Kellerman said, and I have to kind of believe if they're not going to do that, which seems petty, 
that kind of seems like a duck. So, I mean, you have to let him know the books. Yes, Errol Spence. Is it Al Hamer? Al Hamer, that's it, yeah. Yes, Errol Spence, if they're, if they're not going to be 50-50, Errol Spence is more of a commercial draw. Errol Spence deserves, in that regard, he's got three belts to get more of the commercial value, even though, but not by much. Mm -hmm. He's not a 70-30, you know, 55, um, 45, 60, 40 at stretch. But all the other back-end money, you got to at least let him see the, the total value that's of the fight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for him to make an informed decision. So that's that true. was a bit tricky. But yeah, Fury, he's doing a lot. Um, to be honest, when, when this came around, obviously I wanted to get done, but I thought they said like, yeah, just putting this out there to, and then when AJ backs out, he's got an excuse to say, oh, I'm fighting this random guy, Manuel Char, which is what obviously Fury loves to do. He loves to fight on a no name. He fought, he's fought big guys. But then also going to if you get fights, find no names. So he fought Otto well and when he was warming up, he was in his warm up. Hey, at the end Schwartz, of the day, I just so just 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 make if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. In boxing now, now we've been kind of robbed of getting the fights that we want. So I don't I don't know, like the future boxing is always I, I'm not really like impressed. I think like all we do is hype and hype and then we get a fight when we, yeah, it's too late. Like we never get to see two guys in this prime, and it's kind of disappointing for what boxing is and the legacy of boxing. When you had like Ali and all those guys, or you had the four kings, like boxing. Boxing isn't. It doesn't have the big draws. It doesn't have the big names, and kind of just needs to reform or take someone to really big to get into the game and really reform it to where the money's all under under like a unified name and there's not so many different belts, but. Take that's the first issue. There's too many different belts, but there's too much money in it. When the money dis, uh, diminishes, that's probably when the reform will happen. So in times of chaos and mm. um, uncertainty and, you know... It should be under one house. If boxing goes under a, a quote-unquote recession, that's when you'll see that, ah, oh, yeah, cool. If boxing was under one house and it was just one belt, I think it would just make this Like I said, it's, it's going to be hard for people for you to say, oh, so if you make 100 million per fight, you make 20 million per fight. Instead of you getting all this money, all these um, assurances and these benefits, when they're taken all away from you, hey, you just if, need if, to if, if, one house. if it's forcibly taken away because the interest of boxing just wanes that much, then the, then the reform will have to happen because they need to try and get back to their former heights. I thought the, the pandemic might do that. That's why during the pandemic um, period, we were forced to see bigger fights because that's the only way they could have recouped the piece that they lost. Mm. Because you know people are only gonna it's in terms of in terms of you know managing the pay-per-view numbers and ensuring that the pay-per-view mm. pay numbers are the max. You had to put on fights that people really cared about. That's true. If you didn't put, if you couldn't do this Mickey Mouse fights and expect, you know, people to be watching on TV and because you're going to miss out on the gate receipts, which is a, a decent amount of money and stuff like that. But we'll see. Um, I'm 50-50 on the fight happening. I'm not too sure. Both. 50-50 on both fights happening. Now, I still feel in terms of for the L Spence fight happened. There's too much money to be lost. Whatever happens this year, it may happen next year, but it will happen within the next 12 months, definitely. The Fury AJ fight happening next, I don't know, because there's just too much back and forth and it's uncertainty. And, you know, maybe you have to be a real insider to understand what's going mm -hmm. on. Like, who do you believe? It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's my last words, my last stance, my last stand. Hey, and thank you for this two man game. You gave me a condensed version, we gave you quality today. Quality, not back, quantity. We'll be back in two days' time to go in depth. We got some Emir Doka to talk. We got some Emir preseason. I mean, we got we got a lot to delve into. Two yeah. man game. But yeah, make sure you like and subscribe. TMG. 
Follow us on all socials. That'd be the Apple, uh, sorry, the Instagram, the Twitter. Make sure you list us audibly, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know. Push those numbers up. We'll, I think we'll just below 200 subscribers. Push us up, you know. Push us up, man. We're trying to make it. We want us to keep doing what we do, get us to the next level. Obviously, we need to be a bit more consistent. You know, life's been crazy, but you got to push us up, man. Yeah. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Keep pushing We're man. trying to push that, that P. Push, push your that P. P. Let's get it. Let's go. Cheers, cheers. We're out.